When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Start it up. Look at that photo. 10 out of 10. So it's like like he posed. That, that'll be his statue. When they build it in Denver, his statue is going to be... It's a Renaissance pose. I mean, look at that. That's <laughs> truly a Renaissance. Does. That was in Florence this summer. It's a lot of those really? paintings. I, I like that. I yeah. like that better. Miko gets the MJ going. He's got the tongue out in every picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's washed. Mouth open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you're totally out of, yeah. out of air. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gasping. That is the two-time MVP's... What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast. We've got a nice. Are you? Do you have your? Is your phone on over there? My phone is on. Unbelievable, Andre. I did that in the line at a store. I was like, man, they're broadcasting this UFC fight, and then I pull out my phone, and it was it was you. (laughs) (laughs) So just having boomer moments like every step of the way. Yeah, big dad energy going on. Uh, you guys, we're going to bring you a little optimism on a Monday when everybody's feeling Let's so down, do the start of the work week. We have the antidote to you, although Dre has a tougher job uh, yeah, than yeah, me and Rudo. <laughs> we're going to share with you guys. Our presenting sponsor, Breckenridge Brewery, doing the heavy lifting for me on, on this one. Yeah. You always save me when the, I screw up. Might need a couple extra Broncos countries for this one. Yeah. A couple. Yeah, a couple, yes. Definitely going to need some Broncos countries as well. Um. But we're going to talk about the brightest timeline for the Denver Nuggets, the Colorado Avalanche, and of course the Denver Broncos. Uh, and, and right now it's the start of the season for both the Avs and the Nuggets, so it's a good time to kind of talk about optimism. And I've already kind of talked to them, but I'll introduce the panel nonetheless. To help us look at the Denver Broncos, we've got Andre Simone. Hi. <laughs> Yippee, Broncos football, yay. On a scale of 1 to 10, how optimistic are you about the Broncos? 10 being fully optimistic, 1 being there's no hope. On, on, this is an honest question. Here comes a two. I know. I was gonna <laughs> yeah. Say. yeah, no, a two does feel quite appropriate. <laughs> one feels like you're being too... Oh, come one, on. come on, come on. I've seen I've seen worse. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I watched the Rams and Buffs on Saturday, so I, I get it. I get it. Trust me. But no, I think a two feels quite appropriate after losing it's to It's actually the, that low? I thought <laughs> it was going to be a little higher than that. What I I, I love how you've you've actually made a two sound good. <laughs> like you <laughs> right. set the bar right. low enough. To me, a two is like you know they just lost three games in a row. They probably should have won. I think a two is uh, yeah. right where we are right now. An, yeah. An easier job on this panel is going to be our guy Rudo. Oh yeah. It's, it's an eleven for the. Guys. <laughs> right. it's an 11. hard. Man, love that's that. the tough spot to be in. Um, <laughs> let's start though, guys, with the Denver Nuggets. I'll kind of lead us off just to show you what. My where interpretation. You where am I at? You know, the Nuggets just started this this last week. They are two and one. They got blown out by what we all thought was the worst Jeez, team in basketball, please. the Utah Jazz. <laughs> Turns crazy. out they're the best team in basketball. Three and zero with three wins against playoff teams. Um, but nonetheless, it's early season. When we talk about the brightest timeline, we first started talking about this. Rudo, maybe you can relate to this. We first started talking internally about the brightest timeline for the Nuggets maybe four years ago. When it's like, okay, these guys are good. What would it look like? The bill is kind of due for the Nuggets. You know, you, oh. you, you've you got Jokic 27, Jamal 25, Michael Porter 23, 24, somewhere yep, in there. Yep. So, like, right now is the time when we start to say, okay, they if everything came together, they would start to win championships. Did you guys have these conversations years back about, like, what is the realistic best-case scenario for the Avs? Yeah, it, it's been a five-year swing for the Avs on the upslope. And it, it started really the, the second year they made the playoffs, the first year in 17-18. Yeah. It was yeah. more of a, hey, just happy to be here kind of team. Right. Yeah. But after that, it said, all right, this team is good. They're for real. 
what pieces do they have to put together to get there? And then they made the second round a few times. Right. And that, and then they kind of ended up where the nuggets are now where it's like, okay, time to do it. Did you ever feel like they were behind schedule or did it always, did the time the last year when they won, it felt like now is the time. I think you could have made an argument that you'd like to seen it the year before. Okay. Granted, it's a weird year with the yeah, shortened season. Yeah. Everything yeah. was a little out of whack. So that made it a little strange. Uh, before they won, I think you could have made it an argument for a year earlier. Now that they've done it, it feels like they're right in the thick of it. So the Nuggets obviously had injuries to Jamal Murray and Michael Porter over the last year. That I think if you were me personally, I would have said last year was the year too. But because of the injuries, you were like, all right, that delayed things. Going into this year with two guys coming back from injury, Michael Porter so far through three games looks fantastic. He's shooting 50% from three. He looks healthy, everything else. Jamal Murray looks a little bit more like he'll take some time. Yeah. I think there's a natural sort of desire to say, yeah, but this year is the first year back together. Like next year is the pressure year. I kind of don't think so, though. I think that this year is one of those ones where you're like, yeah. things change year after year. Yeah. They can win it this year. Yeah. And any year you say you can win, you should win. You got to convert. That's where the NBA feels a little different because hockey has that Stanley Cup playoffs factor where it's like, man, once you get to the dance, anything then anything can, can happen. happen. Sure. The NBA feels very specific. Well, like you've got windows around super teams. And if you feel like you're one of those super teams, you either capitalize or you might never have at that good a chance. Well, it's just harder to keep Again. teams together in the NBA, too. Yeah. Right? You yeah. saw the Avs yeah. offseason yeah. said, we'll give an eight year deal to everybody. Yeah. Let's yeah, keep yeah, them yeah, all yeah. together. Yeah, right. It's fine. Whereas, you know, in NBA, you're giving out super maxes for five years tops right. and stuff goes quick. Mm -hmm. And the thing I think in the NBA, maybe you feel this way too, Rudo. Like, I, I know it's, it's weird to do a counterfactual, especially when it's a negative one. But if the Avs didn't win last year, do you feel like the team would have had been forced to make big moves? Or do you think it would have been like, you know what, we trust mm -hmm. the process that oh, they didn't get it done? No, absolutely. If they go out of next season without a cup, Kadri leaves. They don't go into this season with right. YOLOing Alex Newhook as a two seed. <laughs> right. They're saying we have to go get <laughs> someone immediately yeah. to replace this and be a better hockey team. So I and I agree with this. Uh, and for the Nuggets, I think it's the same. If you you know, there's a world in which they go to the finals and don't win it, and they're like, "Hey, we're right there. Just trust where yeah, we're at." A little yeah. bit different. Thing, but if you sure. lose in the first or second round this year, I do think there's going to be a natural and maybe even necessary. Are we sure? <laughs> like, are we sure mm -hmm. this is the team? Even if you lose mm -hmm. to the eventual champ, there's a like. Are we sure that we're close to this? Um, but that being said, the brightest timeline for the Nuggets, what makes them most interesting to me, they could trade Michael Porter Jr. for Kevin Durant or something like that, you know, sure. and it wouldn't be the brightest timeline to me. They might win and they might be a better team, but the brightest timeline, there is this thing when you are Denver, a small market, even though it's a mid-sized market, mm -hmm. there is not a, in terms of glamour, they're a small market. So when you're that, you want to be the opposite of the glamour markets. The glamour markets are just pull in these players. It's soulless. They have yeah. no connection Get the here. best players, win every year. Get it's the whatever. best players, yeah. compete. And it's like there was no process involved. The Nuggets have been on this long process. So for me, the brightest timeline involves the Nuggets winning a championship this very year where it feels like the bill is due for them to do mm -hmm. so. But also doing it with the guys that they have on the team. Yeah. Sometimes you say, like, is there a trade that can be made here or there? <clears throat> to me, the top four guys feel like not untouchable in that it doesn't make logical sense to trade any of them because it yeah, might yeah. but it makes more like spiritual sense to not trade any mm -hmm. of them to say no but we want to do it this way so that we can say we weren't the lakers mm -hmm. that's a big part of it for me yeah I, abs feel a lot of the same way with they got it done with gabe landeskog as captain right right is gabe landeskog the best left wing in the game no right he's probably top 10 if you're being pretty generous and he's played very well these last few years but if they had done it by trading away their captain, the guy who's been an av his entire career. Yeah, yeah. It does. It feels soulless right. a little bit. What about the Eric Johnson part of this? Because he's obviously yeah. a smaller player, but he gets to do it. Right. It's mm -hmm. There's a lot of complicated stuff that we don't have to go into with EJ's contract and all of that. Okay. But the Avs absolutely built a culture of saying the players that want to be here for this are going to be here. And either you're in with us or get out. Yep. Dre, do you feel like there's anything lost? One, one thing I've been thinking about a lot, the Nuggets have a lot of turnover over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Will Barton, Monte Morris, some guys love Will, some, a lot of people hated him, but Monte was beloved, and I think there was yeah. this thing of like, yeah. I wish we could have done it with him, but at the same time, I gotta be honest, so this is a cold-blooded fan thing. He's the type of player I absolutely loved, Mr. Nugget. Don't really miss him. 
And it's almost because like new guys come in, Bruce Brown, KCP, and they take right. on that hole in your heart. Yep. They're like, well, you know what? These guys are also interesting, and now there are guys. Mm-hmm. And so part of me wonders if we overstate those things. And if Eric Johnson wasn't on the team last year, if it would have actually not, you would have not noticed. You compared it yeah. to Kevin Durant, yeah. right? Kevin yeah. Durant goes to any team, and you know he yeah. doesn't become a Nick. He doesn't become a, yeah, yeah. a warrior. He's Kevin Durant, He's Kevin wherever Durant, he yeah. is. These, these lesser guys become part of a team they are an av they are yeah. a nugget yeah. but i'm saying the opposite right now and that like monte i would have been like man it sucks but i'm over it already like, it didn't take very long for me just to be like well i'm saying the guys you brought yeah. in to replace him kind yeah, of yeah no i feel you though i do wonder with the nba and nhl does that help prolong your window does that help you know kind of extend this culture and commitment that you don't get in like a team that's kind of bought through free agency and trade. Right, right. And I think in the NHL you see that a bit with the Golden Knights, who yeah. felt like such a cool upstart <laughs> a couple years in and are losing a little bit of that. It, it, definitely a poor culture there yeah. compared to, to the good <laughs> yeah. one here. And, yeah, there is a little bit less of that feeling of, you know, hired guns, mm-hmm. I think, right. for sure. Mm-hmm. There isn't that hunting level. And, and you get some of that at the trade deadline, of course. Every team yeah. has right. to add. Well, yeah. But that's the other part. It's like, yeah, yeah it, it's we've it's embraced Lekkonen. Just very, fine, you know? Right. And, and but that's the thing. They they bring in these guys and they don't end up being hired guns in a place like Colorado. Right. It's, right. hey, I actually really like this team. I like what they're doing here. I want to well, stay. And everyone says that about the big markets, but everyone knows the real answer right. is I'm here to win a chip. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and is that why we like Bruce Brown? Maybe like he but he feels like one of those guys who kind of he saw uh, he saw the value in us as much as we saw the value in him. People that you know choose that. you for sure. And yeah. like Bruce Brown totally represents that, but he also represents another layer to this that makes it feel a little more special, which is he's a really good player that is not always appreciated like not every circumstance oh. but he's one that like denver totally appreciates him yeah. because he fits so perfectly so there's something that's nice about like oh you guys in brooklyn big market brooklyn didn't want bruce brown mm-hmm. you didn't think he was good like watch us beat you with yeah. him when right. he does something and there's something cool about it but i say all this to say so for the nuggets winning a title this year brightest timeline absolutely start Step number one of the brightest timeline. Yep. Number two, you do it with the guys that you, that you have, Jokic, Murray, Porter, Aaron Gordon in particular, and then you talk about the other guys that are here. But the last piece of this that's so fun is Jokic is, in my opinion, the two-time MVP. He is a anecdote or a antidote rather to some uh, of the yes. trends of the yes, most recent true. NBA. Yes. One of them obviously being yeah, the super team goes go here or there. But the other one is that he is like Steph Curry, a collaborative superstar. Meaning he's people sometimes be like, How is he a star? He only took seven shots. Yeah. That's part yeah. of what makes him so yeah. cool. Yeah. And Jokic in particular winning as the best player becomes a proof of concept, or I should say a breaking of concept of what the status quo is. Mm-hmm. And so for me, the second part of the brightest or third part is doing it because the collaborative superstar made this style of basketball where everybody ate and it's so different from the LeBron carried a team all the way or whatever it is. It's like, nope, this was a team effort led by a team first star. I mean, when we call him like our basketball savior, there's more to it than him just being that superstar that as Nuggets fans, we've waited basically our whole lives for. It's that he plays the game in a way that, you can romanticize totally romanticize i I do it makes you it makes you proud to have him on your team because he isn't that kobe kind of put the team on your back and lead that way he's gonna bring everyone with him he's gonna make everyone better in his process it's two faceted for me one every professional sports league is a copycat league when a team wins a chip a certain way that gets copied significantly throughout Mm -hmm. the rest of the Mm -hmm. league Mm -hmm. and one, if the Nuggets do that, it would be sick to see people lean into that style of basketball because it's amazing. But two, if people try to copycat, there's only one Jokic. Yeah, so true. <laughs> yeah. That is a great thing about it. But Just you, I love the point about the copycat league, though, because I do feel like one of my least favorite things about the NBA, I always say it came from Michael Jordan. He was so great individually yes, that yes, everyone thought, like, yes. that's what it takes. We no longer tell the story of the Showtime Lakers, a team. Yep. We tell the story of the singular individual uh-huh, yep. and then the uh-huh. supporting backup singers. 
and there have been breaks from this. Steph Curry, I think, is a little bit of a break from this because he plays that style, although sure. it would be in a different way. But I do feel like Jokic would be the uh, guy that, especially if you could rally off a couple of them, that would be like, hey, no, you guys can't mm-hmm. tell the story of Jokic unless you want to call him the greatest ever or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, don't even do that. He's just the greatest like team facilitator yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And I think it would be good for the soul of basketball to start talking about success in team terms a little bit more than we do. And so he becomes part of that. I will say when I look at the great repeat champions throughout history, so obviously winning one this year and th- those guys coming together, Murray, Porter, Jokic, all just finding this perfect synergy, them being an offensive dynamite, just like this team. I, I think I've always said the team that most resembles the Nuggets and what I think they should be is the 2014 Spurs, which were this team that nobody yeah. really talked about all year or saw coming, and then they went to the playoffs and beat everyone by 20. They went to the finals and it's beat the LeBron. the ultimate the ball is popping team. Nobody right? ever talks about this. LeBron That's James, incredible. at the height of his prime, lost 4-1. Fully healthy <laughs> with everybody else, lost four games to one, and nobody talks about it. I'm like, yeah, because they played a great team that just spanked them. Yeah, yep. That would be the Nuggets, where they go up against uh, other great players and... People almost have a hard time contextualizing it because they're like, how did that team beat the Brooklyn Nets or whoever? How did they beat them in five games? It's like, yeah, because they had a team. Yeah, so to he me, feels that's very Tim Duncan-esque. In that way. Like, we forget that Tim Duncan dominated the NBA for, like, 15 years and was on the dynasty of those right. 15 years. And yet everyone else in the NBA was still playing that one-on-one Jordan I, ball. I would say... Compared to the Spurs, though, the Nuggets are way more fun. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Those Spurs teams Without were boring well, to watch. Yeah. The 2014 one was sneaky good, but they did have the re- or fun, but they did have the reputation obviously preceding them here. Um, another thing I'll say is just because I like the breaking down of like bad negative stereotypes or whatever. I would love for the Nuggets to win with defense as well. If I could script it up, uh, yeah. they've always been told it like as this team that can't do it. And I don't know if they can or can't. To be honest with you, I have my own questions. Mm-hmm. But it would be great if. You know, you get to some series and it's like, yeah, but they just held them to 90 points four games in a row and everyone's like trying to make sense of it. Well, and I mean, if that is the brightest timeline, the Nuggets winning one while proving they can play championship defense on a team led by Jokic, because then you feel like, well, shit, giddy up. We've got more to come. And Jokic in particular, just a couple steals (laughs) in the clutch, you know, like. They can't figure him out. He's just getting stills. Maybe not so wholly realistic, but you never know. This is the the brightest 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 timeline. Uh, And then I'll take it a little bit further. The Nuggets obviously creating some form of dynasty is, again, uh, on the table. Again, it's so hard in the NBA to create a dynasty. But on the table, and I always look at the different dynasties that have gone through. A lot of your best dynasties, the middle one, if they get a three-peat, the middle one was the, the blowout one. <laughs> Next year would be the like 70-win year. Like, just we'll just say 60-year. Like, <laughs> and the Nuggets are like the Warriors in that one way, in that when they get rolling, when they're perfectly connected and playing, and they're like the Avs in that way, where yeah. it's like some nights you watch them and you're like, yeah, just seven goals, 130 <laughs> points. Like, oh, this poor team, it doesn't know what's about to hit them. That would be, for me, what where the Nuggets arrive at a little bit this year. You win a title, and then everything's easier, and next year it's just a party for 82 games. That'd be amazing. Just yeah. them winning the West feels surreal. Yeah. Lastly, I'll say Jokic losing out on MVP this year and it having a Hakeem-like fuel for him in the playoffs would be great. Fire Especially, him up. Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think of who would be the best person to receive that over him. And I don't know. Maybe it's Kawhi. It's not going to be Kawhi. Is it Luca? Lu- yeah, but Luca is like kind of a homie. Yeah, it's like his buddy. You know, like yeah, it's like a little weird when it's your Jimmy friend. Butler. Yeah, but that's the other conference. I guess it could be like Joel Embiid if you met up in the yeah. finals and it was like that or something. Right. I just don't see it happening. Steph. No. Yeah, because Steph, it's weird to make that. But maybe, maybe it is Steph, and it's like yeah, that's this is why. Um, and then I'll just lastly put in here. Um, no, actually, I guess that's it. That that would be it. And then anything past that, you know, brightest timeline, of course. But the Nuggets winning a title and then maybe even following it up to me is on the table. Yeah, yeah. From there, who knows? It's too hard to go. Oh, here was the last thing I wanted to say. Dre, do you have a preference if the Nuggets were going to go one, two, three, four to the finals, an order of that you would like to see them? Foes to vanquish and root oh. to a perfect championship. <laughs> yeah, I've got a hit list. Okay, um, are they a one seed? What's the brightest timeline? For a you? one seed. Absolutely. It's most fun this year to be a one seed. I think so. Okay. Eh. I kind of like them as an underdog in year to like to, to do it. I kind of like maybe a, three. a two seed with yeah. uh, 
So I think opponent one would be great to smack the Lakers as like a low seed in round one. To just bury them for Final, good. Final like the yeah. tables being reversed after yeah. all those years would be amazing. Um, you want the Suns in there. Oh! Yeah. That's where it'd be juicy. You're so right. That's where it'd be juicy. Revenge tour? Of course. <laughs> Are we just going to do every team that knocked Denver out exactly. the last three years? Exactly. Lakers, Suns, so Warriors in the... Warriors all the way. Because Warriors is the reigning champ, and you want to take oh, through it. You want to yeah. take it. The Warriors know? have ripped our heart out a few times. So Not it, even just this. I core. think you nailed it. Lakers, Suns, mm. Warriors would be like the perfect. Out of the East, I'm not quite sure. I'm most intrigued by a Giannis Yoke matchup. Yeah, that'd be um, yeah. You know, for our, our tiny king, uh, smacking the Celtics would be amazing. <laughs> Tatum falling apart in the yeah. finals as the Nuggets. Maybe Tatum is the MVP. Maybe that's what it is. Mm. Jason Tatum, the MVP. <laughs> Does that motivate Jokic? No. That more you're right. Absolutely not. Thing, you know? You're right. That's yeah. our own personal one. Um, out the East, I don't know. You'll take anyone, really. I think it's maybe Philly. I think it, yeah. I, Philly looks terrible. They're 0-3. Yeah. But yeah. I do think it's a Jokic and beat, and then Jokic be is fun. dominant. For us, that'd be fun as hell. On the only way you can end a conversation is to beat somebody in the playoffs that way. And that, if you got that where it was like, right, oh, remember when they right, won in five games and right. Jokic averaged 33? Mm. I was like, yeah, that's... That was a, it's over. It's over, <laughs> man. Let's take a break. That's the t- brightest timeline. And here's the cool thing about the Denver Nuggets. It's possible. It's a small <laughs> shot. But we watch sports for what's possible. And that one is one that's like, hey, it's worth believing. It's worth hoping for, even if it is such an incredibly long shot. Um, right now, what I hope for is the, do you know what the unofficial beer of fall in Colorado is? In my opinion, I've nominated it. When I say a fall beer. How would he know? <laughs> Lay it yeah. on me. <laughs> the avalanche amber. You ah. crack that thing open, you're immediately transported to October in Colorado. Which is lovely, by the way. I'm driving okay. in on York Street okay. today. The trees it's overlooking, yeah. they're all yellow. Yeah, I'm telling you, and I just, gorgeous. as it I'm driving, gorgeous. what do I taste? Avalanche amber. Wow. That's, wow. How, that's how great it was. You, you uh, may have a brain tumor. <laughs> <laughs> Juice Drop IPA, official, unofficial Colorado beer of spring. I thought, yeah, I was going to say that's more spring. It's more of a spring oh, beer. Yeah. You know, the Strawberry Sky, unofficial beer of summer. <laughs> it, is, it is. You guys see where I'm at here? Then the Vanilla Porter on. Jr., very winter on. vibes there. You have a drink for all season. And also, by the way, these aren't to only to be drank during that season. Sometimes you're in fall, you want a little summer in your life. Sometimes you're in summer, you want a little winter. <laughs> That's how you do it. Exactly you crack right. one open exactly uh, and check right. it out. You guys know uh, that Breckenridge Brewery has been a long-term partner for us. They make fantastic beers. <laughs> the best part about the Broncos season is the Broncos country beer. <laughs> the worst part <laughs> is literally everything else. The actual Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> the actual yeah. Broncos. But the Broncos yeah, country true. beer is very good. So check them out. You can also use the Breck Beer Local. Cater, uh, breckbrew.com find it where they sell it near you we always appreciate this and then take a picture say hey for the weekend look what i'm drinking fellas at dnvr nuggets at dnvr avalanche whoever it is yep. i'm drinking the unofficial beer of fall in colorado <laughs> there you go maybe yeah. do a whole photo shoot do you guys do this family photo shoots in the fall where you get in the leaves <sighs> and you put on the uggs and everything no we do we you guys don't do that no no, no? that's a, when i was a kid maybe <laughs> <laughs> as an adult absolutely not well, even the wife you're not getting together for one of those not happy well, you know, our engagement photos were during the fall, but we there did we did not like jump into piles of leaves. <laughs> Anything <laughs> to get me out to rake leaves, I'll take. So even a, a family photo. Your brightest timeline right now, Adam. DraftKings Sportsbook plus eighteen hundred for the Nugs to win a championship. Eighteen hundred? Yeah. You like that? I love and it. I'm honest to God, I really do love it. The Nuggets are good, man. Yeah, they are good. And right now with the NBA fans, uh, the wait is over. Basketball is back. Tip off this season at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Um, right now, amazing deals all what around. What do they have? They have got to have Plus way 400. They're, Plus 400. <laughs> like, they're barely in the plus to win wow. the West. It's a goddamn joke. Right now, though, new users can bet five to win 200 on an NBA money line bet. Uh, it's quite the deal. All their promos are off the charts right now when all the sports are going on. It's just insane what DraftKings Sportsbook offers. Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code DNVR. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. 
Uh, we also have the Game Time app, guys. If you're trying to head down to a Broncos game, you would probably get tickets for like a dollar right now on the Game Time app. Uh, really? I fear they're not that cheap. But they're yeah, they're <laughs> cheap. Almost. The like point, they are really you get cheap. great prices from for Game Broncos Time. tickets. They're insane. Like yeah. if you wait for Day of and stuff too. You might pay more for parking than you will for the... Uh, that's actually <laughs> probably When we accurate. went to game time for the Rockies, I definitely paid more for parking <laughs> than I did for the Rockies. Yeah, uh, Avalanche, yeah, Nuggets, concerts, Broncos, whatever it is you want to get into, it's use incredible. the game time app. We want everybody that watches this. Remember, the easiest and best way to support us, to support the people that support our show, the easiest one is game time. Just make it your habit. You buy t- Everybody buys tickets to something. Just from now on... Game time. Number one app. It's yeah. so easy. And you can set little reminders on there that are like, hey, I'm thinking about going to the game on the 15th. Let me just, uh, I don't see any good tickets here. Set a reminder. And then boom, they're going to email you and be like, hey, $3. What can you find Lakers tickets for, Kale? $33 for Lakers. $33? That's not bad. Lakers man. on Wednesday? That's for a Lakers game. That's good. That's Actually, can I advise yeah. you? To do your AD? part. Do your part. Yeah, yeah no. Do your part. Yeah. Don't let that stadium fill up with Lakers fans. Absolutely. Do your part. Hop on game time. Go Thanks there. And make fun of Anthony Davis when he hits the side of the backboard as he is known Exactly. To for 33 bucks, well worth it. Check show notes here for details. All right, Rudo, it's your turn. You're up. Oh, we're not. I thought we were going to do a compliment sandwich of, of bright time. As <laughs> 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 go next. That's fine. <laughs> we, maybe we should have actually done that. Yeah, that makes sense. We'll that save our sense. vegetables yeah. for, for dessert over here. Oh, okay. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, Rudo, what's the brightest timeline look like for the Avs? Dynasty. It's the only word you need to know for the brightest timeline on the, the Avs. The shift. Where else yeah, can we go from it, here? It, yeah. What do you call a dynasty, though? What's the official dynasty? So an official dynasty is four and ten. Ooh. Which I think is possible. Like the that. modern like dynasty that. in the NHL is looked at as the Chicago Blackhawks, who did three and six. Okay. Yeah. Sign me up. I don't want that, though. <laughs> no? I want at least one repeat. Uh, uh, well, Ooh. yeah. So that that's the brightest greed. timeline includes a repeat, okay. for sure. Asking for three in a row is probably too much. That hasn't happened in the NHL since the 80s. Can yeah. I tell you, though? <laughs> I kind of like that. Winning this last year prevented Toronto from it. Like I just kind of yeah, like that. It, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. the brightest timeline would not have been brightest if they would have gotten three, and then the Avs got three. Even if the Avs got three, it would have been mm-hmm. great. But it'd been like, yeah, but we share it. But uh, well, and going back to back, getting another one makes the Avs taking down Tampa really feel like a passing of the torch of Ooh. best team in the league to the new best team in the league. Yeah. Uh, and and Colorado's absolutely capable of it, as we talked about earlier. They've locked up. Pretty much all of their key pieces, except for Miko's, got three years left on his deal, so he's not fully locked down. But everybody else, this is the core they're going to run with, basically. And it it really starts there. Nathan McKinnon still hasn't gotten his MVP. He gets one of those this year and just mm-hmm. leads the Avs on a... What's it going to take for that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Connor McDavid faltering more than anything else. He's just Probably. he's just Rough, too man. he's just too he's good. Just it's like legitimately he's genuinely yeah. insane level. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan levels of good. Yeah. I couldn't believe in the playoffs how often he's on the ice. They thirty minutes a night, man. They the just biggest, don't take him off. Fastest, most skilled guy, and he's also like somehow always on the ice. It's nuts, man. Yep. He and blows me away when I watch him. It's it's amazing in the NHL how talented one player can be, but if you don't have the team around him, yeah, doesn't matter. It's funny that the Habs and Nuggets are kind of the opposite in this, and that Denver has a two-time MVP. Yeah, and right. You guys don't because like the MVP thing is super awesome and, and loves it. A lot of people are like, "Man, I want Jokic to get the third one or this or that," and I would too. Like, look, three MVPs put you in such a rare company that it's great. But part of me likes the idea of not getting it, but deserving it, and then getting on the revenge tour. And maybe there's something, too. I just talked about with the Nuggets. I want them to be the ultimate team more than I want Jokic to be the ultimate player. Sure. And maybe there becomes a nice little, what happened to the Connor McDavid era, it's that he kept going up, the greatest player kept going up against <laughs> the greatest team. Yep. And there's a good story there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A great story. Not what the Avs want, though. No? The Avs want the greatest player. <laughs> okay. And look, yeah. I'm saying Nathan McKinnon MVP, there's... The yes, greatest timeline, depending yes, on who you ask, yes. might be Kale McCarr. I, mean, uh, I think that can so. yes. Um, that's where I kind of go with it the Feels abs. more historic, right? If oh, for sure. It. For sure. It's really? Defensemen don't win MVP. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> um, we're kind of in the middle of the brightest timeline because you already got the <laughs> right, one and things right. are going well. What right does here. your two look like then? Well, how does it differentiate? Because you don't want them to blend together. How is no, this you, one different? You, you want them to be this year, truly perfect timeline, like you said. The middle one's usually the blowout. Okay. 
Avs win the President's Trophy. They blow through the playoffs again. Again, Nathan McKinnon, 120-point player say, or something. they kind of already did this. Thing. No, <laughs> it's, it was a little bit different last year in, in going through it because you got against the Blues. And yes, you know they had two sweeps, and that's great. But there was a lack of confidence outside of the Avs circles yeah. where they were like, oh, this team's not for real. This team's not for real. There was real round two jitters yeah. and baked in that they were such a like modern hockey team that right. that wasn't a style you could right. win. And, and now they are the team to emulate. Right. And it's, right. it's putting the right. foot down and saying, you can try to emulate us, but you ain't us. Mm. What impact would it have on the league if they won this year? The biggest impact, which it has already begun, but is going to continue to reinforce it, is... I don't even call Kale McCarr a defenseman anymore. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, the Avs run kind of, the Avs run a lineup of three forwards, a defenseman, and a rover. I love this one, and and they've reinforced it this year, not just with Kale McCarr, but with guys like Bowen Byram. Sam Gerrard kind of fits that mold as well. Right, and right. you're you've actually already seen some teams saying, okay, well, let's just try running four forwards and one defenseman. Not long term, but you might see more of that if things continue going the way that it is. And the Abs have found this sweet spot. It's not a forward. It's not a defenseman. It's a guy who plays 200 feet of the ice and is perfect every inch of it. Mm. It's incredible. I remember asking AJ and Jesse when we were doing the draft pod going into that draft year was like, why don't they just move him to forward? Like, this guy's <laughs> yeah. such a dynamic defenseman. Are we sure he's even a defender? Yeah. It's crazy that we're here now. It's yeah. insane. I think this year, we were talking about this a little bit upstairs, it's the year where you kind of introduce a new character. And they're already introduced to you, you know, the diehards. Yeah, sure. But I do feel like there's maybe one or two guys and that pop up now that have become, you know, part of the story. And mm. yeah, those are really Bone Byram as probably the breakout star on the defensive end. And then the question on the forward side is Alex Newhook. Okay. Who is he really? Yes, he was part of the run last year, but he was scratched for a lot of the playoffs, wasn't really a significant impact player. And now you're asking this guy to step in and play in the Avs top six as a long-term option in a window where the Avs are talking about, hey, we have all of our core locked up, but we need young kids on entry-level contracts to make the cap work. Mm -hmm. We're going to need some of these guys to excel in ways that they haven't before. Newhook is the one in line for it. You can also talk about guys like Evan Rodriguez, Ben Myers, down the lineup a little bit, but Newhook's the one in the spotlight. Hmm. (laughs) New, I'm, this is so new to me now that I'm kind of like got a whole, <laughs> whole new guy to have to follow along with here. He's your Bones Highland. He's the Bones. I guess that yeah, works. I didn't even. I didn't even mention Bones. Bill Byram is like injury free MPJ, and <laughs> yeah, uh, New Hook is Bones. You know, those are the young guys that need to grow into this core to extend that window. Is New Hook fun in that team. way? He's pretty fun. I he has the electric pop when yeah. he, when he makes a play. It, it'll make you go wow. Uh, I, I don't know if he's quite as much of a character as Bones yeah, is yeah. for sure, but that's every hockey player. But Bones so. is also like louder than, I mean, he's good. He's young, but he's like so loud that when he's pops, oh. it's like 14 points in a row, you know, mm-hmm. like that. He's explosive mm-hmm. and showtimey um, in a way. His handles in best handle on the team by some mile. of those things he was doing in transition against the Warriors. Yeah. Were they're, they're unbelievable. Freaky. Um, here's a question I have for you. This is a dumb, not a hockey question that you're going to hate, but you have to humor oh, me a little bit for it. <laughs> Everybody always says goaltending. You can't win without goaltending. You can't win without goaltending. They got great goaltending last year, albeit not from somebody they expected. You know, sure. everybody expected. You get a new one this year. Is there something? Is there anything fun about if you three-peated with a different goalie all three years? It Just, would. It would be not going to happen, but yeah. it would be. It would be kind well, of. Well, it happened awesome. maybe from an injury or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it'd take a I'm, lot to end yeah. up without Georgiev or Frankie in there. But I guess that's right. That's where the, yeah, the how many different goalies did the Blackhawks have in their run? Just the the so their first one they had Anthony Emmy and then they had Crawford. For right. Two, okay. So it was only two for them. Uh-huh. Uh, it would be fun. Don't know if it's realistic, (laughs) (laughs) but I just think because to me, again, it's one of those things where it's like they were so good defensively that you could stick different goalie in every series and win. And look, their calling card still is they have the best defense in the league and it's not close. Right. So they're going to continue to run that. But as much as they did do at times, especially during the playoffs, dealing with Kemper's injury, they, they beat teams without the best goaltending, maybe. Goaltending is just too important in this sport. 
Yeah. That'd be like, I, I, I don't even know how to compare it. There isn't like a comparable position in basketball. They, yeah, it, no, in there, football, there it'd be like going back to back with two different QBs. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what, but that's yeah. what would make it so cool. As if you were like, we were so good. You stuck a quarterback in there every year, a different guy. They can still in the eighties, man. Joe Gibbs style. Uh, I was so relieved to see Gorgiev like steal a game yeah, against yeah, Vegas and, uh, two nights ago, whenever that was. Look with goalies, you give him 20 games with a new team to really mm-hmm. get a feel for mm-hmm. him. But with Georgiev, he absolutely has the athleticism. The Avs made a gamble on him to get a cheaper goalie. Yeah. If he plays like he did against Vegas consistently, Dynasty looks pretty good. Here's yeah. what's here's what's yeah. crazy yeah. about the, uh, the where, where we're at with the Avs right now. The two, the back-to-back Broncos Super Bowls, they're the, the, the crown jewel yeah, all of time. all Denver of all time. And I don't know that you surpass them by tying them. Like if the abs do go back to back this year, over time we're gonna say, hey, they're they're there. Well, but but because we know what the Broncos meant and it kind of being at that moment sure. in time, a little different. But if you get three, then it becomes like, hey, the Broncos are more significant culturally back relevant back. to Denver, this or that, whatever. They can hold on to that. But you're like, yeah, but the best team was that three peat team. So that's part of what's at stake for the Avs is they actually can be the best team in Colorado sports history. Yeah, I if you three-peat, I don't think you're even having a debate about yeah. it. It's just, yep, it's them. They're the best until someone knocks them off. Right. It, it's not close. And and part of the interesting story there with the Broncos, too, if the Avs get just one more yeah. in this current era, LA 1-2 as a player, 1-1 as But this is what I mean office. is to unseat right. him right. logically – is capable. You're right. And one, but I feel like to unseat him emotionally or whatever you want to call it, you have to. It's like Ty goes to the and runner. Ty goes to Elway. Oh, well, but <laughs> Joe Sackick, if Joe Sackick goes back to back, he has four championships now with the Avs. Two in the front yeah. office, two as a player. So he's got Elway in yeah. that regard. You're right. In I, I wouldn't say Ty goes to the runner in Colorado. Ty goes to the Broncos. The Broncos full yeah. stop. Uh, and Elway in particular, for sure. Yeah. So the three peat would be. There is yeah. no doubt. There is no yep. debate. Yep. This Avs team would be the greatest. How, how much does it add in your opinion, Dre, that um, Sackick's at the helm here? Because I think to me it's a cool. Uh, it's a cool piece of this. I whole think story. it's huge. I mean, it's not. It's not just. It's one thing for him to be at the helm. It's another thing for him to be at the helm. And be on a three to four year heater where he just like everything he touches (laughs) turns into gold. It's insane. So there's two interesting conversations here with uh, Sackick specifically. First of all, people like to erase history a little bit. When Sackick first started here, the 16, 17 season, people wanted his head. Yeah. So it's a great story. Including uh, Bednar. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great story of turning that into the team that they have. And Bednar's the other side of it. Yeah. Now, already, the winningest coach in Avs history, the best coach in Avs history. There's Insane. no doubt about it. Insane. And is poised to cement himself in Colorado lore a little bit as a, as a hockey coach, which is basically impossible to do. Best dressed at the goaties. We got you, Betsy. We got you, man. That's the real I dynasty. See you. I see the real that's, dynasty. That's his legacy right Let's get there. the cups. It's Betsy's, <laughs> Betsy's pullovers Come for sure. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this up. How does it go this year in the perfect timeline, the brightest timeline? What's the sequence? Is it closer games or is it just a – can you get a 4-4-4-4? Four, 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 four? Yeah, so <laughs> is that better? You probably want the cup final to be close. Okay. It starts out with they 4-0 the Blues in round one. Oh, again? Yeah. Let's just get the Let's Blues again. As much beating down of the yeah. Blues as humanly possible. Yeah. I would love Vegas in the second round. I would okay. I would love to run back that series that they lost two years ago. A little Beat revenge. Vegas. Yeah. So the ve- revenge on the Blues, it's not even revenge. It's just we hate them. So yeah. we'll get them. It's, it's not yeah, even revenge. That's why their first round, just pure, unadulterated, yeah. beat that yeah. down, get Perfect. done with it. Absolutely. Humiliate. Just Sign absolutely humiliating. Yeah. Uh, the conference finals, I think, is Calgary. That's where Nas went. Kind of show them, hey. We don't need Nas to be the best. Not that we don't love Nas, right. but we're still on top even yeah. without him. Yeah. And then the finals, I'm not I'm not sure what team would be the best in the finals. I don't think it matters. I think the finals go seven. And the Avs win a game seven, which has been kind of their big yeah. oh, they can't they can't win the game seven before last they didn't even play a game seven mm-hmm. last year winning the cup. Okay. So. That's how you silence any any doubts about anything around this team. So you have to do it all. And uh, and seven 
with them winning the President's Trophy means they win it at home. They get it at home, yeah. 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 Last year, where was it? It was in Tampa. That's what I thought. Yeah. It would be fun to have a closeout yeah. at home. There's just something about the confetti and everything oh, yeah. else that gets to happen that's like, yeah, we yeah, get that weird. catharsis. Um, I like it. Well, um, you did a great job, Rudo. I thought I did a pretty good <laughs> we job. We had the easy job, though. Well, I, maybe it was easy. Maybe it was the performance. I don't know, Dre. Yeah, we'll see. we'll see. You want to take us to a quick break and then on the other side, the brightest timeline for the Denver Broncos. Quite the task ahead of me. Um, this is the type of task I have ahead of me. It's like going from being sponsored by Hassel Cattle, getting you and your whole family addicted to Wagyu beef, very economical, delicious tasting. Uh -huh. Then as things happen, you know, sponsors come, they change. And not having hassle cattle anymore and really being a tough spot. <laughs> Lucky for us, I can't guarantee this on the Broncos. Hassle cattle is back with the DMVR family. Is. Use that code DMVR20 for 20% off the entire purchase. Hey, we lost um, He's gone. He's yeah, going to get he's some going wagyu. To get some hassle wow, cattle isn't right that good? Right he's now. like, I'm out. Yeah, just, Brightest timeline is I turn yeah, it off. Exactly. He's off. Um, no, they. I can't say enough about Hassle Cattle. You can get their Wagyu beef shipped anywhere in just days. Um, you know, if you want to get a taste before purchasing, head to our tailgate where we have those on the grill and head to HassleCattleCompany.com to secure your bag of beef and use code DMVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. That's DMVR20. 20 for 20% off your entire purchase. I also want to tell you guys about Avaca TV, the Ooh. new goat in Colorado sports, greatest of all television. Um, you guys know them right now. People sometimes illegal stream this Comcast dispute. So annoying out to Comcast. It's, it's so annoying. Avaca TV has the solution for you. And I'm telling you some people that are like, well, I'll just stream them. I have a stream site guys. It sucks. You're three, four minutes behind. It's you get horrible. viruses on your computer. It cuts out in the middle like, oh, my God, big shot or big yep. goal. Yep. And then all of a sudden it cuts yep. out and you're like, yep. what happened? Oh, I missed a goal and I just missed it. <laughs> Don't do that, guys. Avaca TV Denver is a great history. solution. Sports and here's what's history. even better. Not just partners of ours, but they are actually sponsoring big projects of ours, including the upcoming documentary that premieres Thursday at 7 p.m. Oh. 100 Invisible Threads. Guys, this is the single project I've worked on that I'm most proud of. It's almost complete. We're going to be wrapping it up probably in the next 24 hours to submit and have it ready for Thursday. Incredible. So I've already seen what it looks like. I love it. I think you're going to love it too. Follow us as we go to Serbia and learn the backstory to Nikola Jokic. We talked to his former yeah. agent, Misko yeah. Raznanovic, or current agent, I should say, Misko Raznanovic. We go to Sambor and we visit all these different things. We do. Uh, we go to an incredible game between him and Team Greece, you know, with Giannis there. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. The footage is incredible. You're going to love it. And it's only on Evoca TV, premiering this Thursday at 7 o'clock. So set your watches, set your reminders. I'll be live tweeting it. There's no Nuggets game, no Avs game. So you're going to be able to watch that one in peace and kind of go with us on the trip and it's going to be great instead of the broncos just watch that thing 17 times yeah, It'll be yeah, way better. yeah exactly <laughs> it's going to be way better oh, terrible so life. check them out if I could, there's a couple different options to get altitude easily the cheapest the most affordable and True. the best one is avaca tv and all the way by the way on avaca the TV, only place you can get altitude and our exclusive documentary our exclusive documentary and then here's the cool thing i didn't know about this so on the dashboard when you turn it on dnvr this is how much they're into us it's right there next to altitude. Like yep. it's like you get you know you got your big channels or whatever ESPN or whatever, and then it's us because that's what they're trying to say. Like, hey, we're Denver. We're the Denver Netflix, the right, Denver cable, right, right. Uh, and we believe in DNVR. So check it out. True homies. All right, you ready to be a true homie to your Denver Broncos? <sighs> what is what are they sitting at right now? Two and four. Correct. Yes. Two and five. Two and five. Two and five. Went into the game. Two and four. Yeah. That two, and, two and five. Uh, All right. Five. It's not looking great to make the playoffs. Generally speaking, you can only lose six games. Generally. Yeah. With a 17 game schedule, you can pull off seven. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're uh, two games away from that talent. <laughs> so Where do we go from a, here? Honestly, paint us a bright because there's a lot of directions you could take this. What is yeah. the brightest timeline for the Denver Broncos? I think the realistic. I think the brightest timeline starts at a bit of a coaching crossroads where mm. you either get Hackett, Russell Wilson, and the rest of this offense figure out something that has plagued this franchise for the last half decade at least. They can't pass protect they can't pick up a blitz wide receivers can't get open it doesn't matter who they've tried at quarterback it's just not working consistently Hackett as the play caller as an offensive head coach the first offensive head coach you've had since Gary Kubiak needs to figure something out with this group 
with Russell Wilson to where it, they can't just have 12 possessions like they did against the Jets and come away with nine points. Um, you just cannot keep up this cycle of futility. And if Hackett and Russell Wilson and the offense can't figure it out, I think the other brightest timeline is you have these new owners who just paid a record sum for the franchise come in and go after a massive head coach candidate. Um, again, an offensive play caller. The first couple names that come to mind are all in college, Jim Harbaugh, Lincoln Riley, um, probably not even realistic targets. But the thing about the NFL is everything's God, capped. Dumb, bad. Except for coaches' salaries, yeah. so um, the down bad is like it's down really is, bad. You're, down the down really bad, bad part starts with finding a coach when you already have a coach, and he's yeah. brand new. <laughs> yeah, or him figuring it out. I mean, it's are just we already like, past that though? Honest question. Like this season, yeah. I know it's not over. Coaching to is the one to some extent. You're already past it. I mean, look, if they. If they win like two more games the rest of the it, year, they'll definitely well, have a new head coach. Of course, but things just move so fast in football where yeah. you don't have the time no, for things to get settled in, yeah. right? The Avs gave Bednar the worst year in modern NHL right, history. He kept right. him around and it worked out. In football, win or get ho- get out, basically. Yeah. Is, no, is there anything that can happen in the next, say, three weeks that make us look at Hackett differently? I mean... I feel like the last three games they should have won. Like football, I think how big the scores can be because a <laughs> touchdown counts seven. It kind of gets lost how like minimal the margins are on some of these losses. But that's not to say the offense has been salvaged. But that's this is the point. The offense that's is the a thing. disaster. If they were losing differently every week, one week it was sixteen to fourteen, mm-hmm. and then the next week it was thirty-five to thirty-eight or something. Right. But that's not right. it. It's the same thing. They can't score seventeen it's points. So oh, and it's the issues. It's been the same team since Peyton left. Like this is what they did in that eight and eight season where G- Gary Kubiak then left. Like it's the same is, exact team. Is the spin here then? They're still full belief in Russ. It's just the injuries and the coaching that have kind of been holding that back. <laughs> yeah, to some extent. I mean, it's to really some extent, we're showing that no matter who yeah. who you plug in, both as the play caller and at quarterback, it's not really mattering. Yeah. They've gone with the veteran play callers. They've gone with non-veteran play callers. They've gone with veteran quarterbacks. They've gone with young quarterbacks. It's it, the results are the exact same. Is there any precedent? I, I maybe you know this off the top of your head. Maybe you don't. Of two and five team rallying off to make the playoffs. Is it even? I mean, I have to imagine the odds are so low, but is it zero because it's never been done? Do they need to do something that's never been done? You have teams that'll turn it around in the second half. You have teams. The first example that comes to mind is when the Broncos went 6-0 and under and McDaniels. The other way. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, other yeah, way. Of course. Um, a reverse McDaniels. Maybe yeah, that's a, a reverse <laughs> McDaniels. That is the brightest <laughs> timeline. Oh, my God. You just <laughs> described yeah, exactly. it. Reverse McDaniels. Print the shirts, Eric. Um, yeah, reverse McDaniels would be great. I mean, I think... It's uh, from two and five. No, not it, really. It's going to take their division imploding around yeah, them as much as it is. That, that that's, the other, it, that's the thing that's most concerning, I think, is the gap between the Chiefs feels like it's yeah. not getting. It, it, it's already too You're far. not getting anywhere closer to closing I, that. I have like a petty thing about this because I'm a Broncos fan, but I have a petty thing in that, you know, this town, we saw McKinnon and, and Jokic coming three, four years ago before a lot of the people in town were yep. still trying to be like, I don't know, Absolutely. they have these question marks or whatever. And Absolutely. we're like, no, they deserve your investment because yep, this yep. is going to be a great ride. Yep. And, of course, we've been proven right over time. But then Russell Wilson shows up this summer. And I see all those same people putting out polls that say, who would you rather build your team around right now? Nathan McKinnon, a NHL champion, Stanley yep. Cup champion, Nikola Jokic, two-time MVP, or Russell Wilson. And then you'd look at the poll and it'd be like split, 30, yeah. 30, 30. I'm like, what are we doing here, guys? Like, hold on. How is this happening? So part of me, like, there's this small part of me that's kind of like, we're five years into this Jokic-McKinnon era, yeah. and we're still having, like, them be discounted this hard. Well, and I just think of what you were saying when you started this whole pod off about the Nuggets and how it feels different building it your own, not having right. hired guns. You watch the most exciting teams in the NFL right now. It's teams who were built yeah. like the Nugs, like the Abs, and have their 
guy at quarterback. Right. Having Josh Allen for Buffalo is so much so different. True. That's yeah. so true. Having Jalen Hurts in Philly, yeah. so much different. Look, those guys had their doubts early on in their careers, but now that it's working out, it's your guy. It's so much easier to believe in, to defend. You know, instead here we have this awkward marriage and you still got to figure it out. Like I, Part of the, the failure there for the Broncos is they tried. They drafted multiple dudes they to be sure that did. guy, and they it sure hasn't did. come to fruition. And they passed on guys who have won MVPs like Lamar Jackson yeah. or seem poised to win MVPs like so Josh Allen. Here's the hard part about this, and here's where we'll take the conversation now. The Broncos aren't there. They don't have the young QB that we can all kind of get behind, and they have a QB who's old and not looking very good and kind yeah. of annoying. Like when you do, <laughs> when you come in as hot as he is and you don't produce, it's like immediately the charm is off and we hate oh, you. Yeah, like, yeah, stop yeah. saying let's ride, which he did. And it was like, <laughs> let's move though? on. He did, didn't he? <laughs> Is he? Has he busted one out? I think we're off. Let's ride. That, that last oh. sad "Let's ride" was that was a couple of weeks ago. It had some finality the, to it. Yeah. At yeah. least. It's yeah. definitely. <laughs> did. It is, it's so funny that that was the last one when it was like a total it's should so I or shouldn't I? Let's ride. Oh, I let's definitely shouldn't have. Uh, as soon as I said it, I realized <laughs> I picked the wrong one. Um, all right, but let's move on from here. Rooting for an owner is one of the dumber things you can do in sports. Like they just, sure. yeah. but yeah, but is. that doesn't mean that there aren't good and bad owners. And I think That's one of true. the things about the nug or about the Broncos over the last five, six, seven, eight years, whatever oh, it's been. Man. I mean, really, it's been like ten years. But let's just say the last five, six since mm -hmm. Peyton, is that it's felt like they haven't had an owner, which they haven't. Indeed, they now have a new one. I think for the Broncos, the realistic brightest timeline is more structural than it is specific <laughs> because it's a long runway. And I would say that the richest yeah. owner in professional yeah. sports, yeah. the no Denver Broncos owner, yeah. the brightest timeline involves that being an individual who comes in is A, willing to spend the money that he has, but B, that is willing to do things that make you a proud organization. And there are, whether you want to like worship the owner that delivered that you still can take pride in being like yeah but this is a first class organization all those years with yeah, broncos under yeah, bolin absolutely i just always remember everybody coming through and saying it's a first class organization yeah, first class yeah. organization to me it starts with the broncos in two years because it takes time to establish that within two years new ownership comes in and people are going like you know what first class organization here in denver mm -hmm. yep that's the start absolutely. of the brightest timeline make people want to play for them I mean, get back to what you were for decades and decades. Yep. I mean, they they are not the Steelers anymore. They were at that level as kind of an organization you could trust. It was the separator between the Nuggets and Broncos right. or absent yeah. Broncos Absolutely. is at the helm. You had that stability. You had set a certain standards and we weren't going off of those. And they are, I mean, they're a team without a compass. Right and now. I think this is the thing about the Nuggets and Avs, and maybe the Cronkies will change this over time, is that they do have a championship now here. They yeah. do have a two-time yeah. MVP. Yeah. If you continue to win that, those types of things, a perception can shift. Now, there's other yeah. area, other indicators, like them not being on television or the, you know, the training facility, this yeah. or that. But, I mean, I do think that there is an opportunity for the Cronkies to change their perspective. Again, nobody's ever going to worship them. Yeah. But they might be like, you know what, though? We're not a bad run organization here or there. I think for the Broncos, it starts with you hope in a couple years everything's just nice and new and shiny and done right in a way that you're kind of like, you know what? When you go to a Broncos game, I feel like it was done right. When I walk the streets, I feel like they're doing a good job of yeah. connecting with the city and this or that. And it starts there. And then you start to extrapolate from that. Can they be a good team? Let's throw out this year. Can they be a good team next year, given where they are right now? Seemingly, yes. Because, again, I mean, it feels like they just lost the last three games by a nothing and should have won all three. Um, Ooh. So, yes. Competitive winning, yes. Contender, I have a hard time saying yes to contender. And also, this is George Payton, a scout scout as their GM, you know, very much in the Nuggets mold. This is going to be the biggest challenge of his life this next offseason without premium picks, without a ton of cap, finding talent offensively in those areas where you can fill the margins because, right, I mean, they ha they need such an injection of talent right now on offense. So can we root for this season's off the rails? It's not going great. Don't have draft picks. Like there's, yeah. there's just that. 
Can you root for almost bottoming out and then surprising people next year? I mean, you talk about these margins of bigger, like it's not unrealistic. They didn't look good, but it's not unrealistic to say they could be five and two right now. No, no. I and still looking bad, but at least you're right. five and two. Right, it's like, right, right. hey, but let's see if we right. can get better. As five the and two and on. you still have like an absolute atrocity of an offense. Um, and it's, you feel like, man, they could bottom. They could do a not reverse McDaniels. A real McDaniels. A real McDaniels, <laughs> yeah. as the kids call it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Repeat your question. Just I'm it. just saying, like maybe that's the brightest timeline is that you reach despair this off season, but then you get like, look, Pat Sertan is incredible. You got you got some young guys on the team like Sutton. You know, you got some guys that you can say like, all right, maybe next year it clicks. Jerry Judy to me seems like not a Bronco. No, he does. I mean, like, like that. Like so maybe that's a piece mm-hmm. that you can end up flipping for mm-hmm. s- lesser pieces that actually just work more or this or that and. I think in the brightest timeline, this season factors in pretty relatively. Um, I think if you really think the only way the brightest timeline gets accomplished is with Hackett being fired after a year, then yeah, you probably are better off bottoming out. I think if you feel like, well, there might be something to build off of here, especially with that defense, then maybe the brightest timeline is more figuring some things out. So is that the brightest timeline is just this year being decisive, figure out a direction. There you go. We might have found it. Yeah. Tell us what camp are we in one way or another and how drastic of a rebuild and change Don't over. end up 7-10 and 10 and decide right. to run Hackett back right. when we it's been right. a disaster. Right. Historical. Be like, hey, those three games in October, <laughs> right. Andre said they should have won all three. Do we have historical precedent for a seemingly dead-end team that turned it around quickly? And I look at the Miami Heat of like two years ago, and it just looked like they were like, drowning in the post LeBron era and then almost immediately it was like somehow they got back and they were a great culture good owner great management you do change I mean the NFL is so weird because things do change pretty quickly once they finally do you need a Terrell Davis a sixth round like right a, you yeah. kind of you need that spark for I what I first thought of was the Seahawks under Pete Carroll first two years seven nine kind of wallowing it was like man there's some the bare bones of this team are intriguing but there's nothing to get you excited they draft an unknown undersized guy in the third round, Russell Wilson, and he takes that seven and nine team to a legit contender for seven years. And it, it kind of happened overnight. Yeah. I mean, Brady's Patriots kind of happen overnight. Right, right. It's not unusual in the NFL to happen overnight. This is why football rules, though, to be honest. It does, absolutely, because it doesn't feel like, oh, shit, we need to tank for 10 years. You're never that before. far out of it. Right. Exactly. And you're never that much of a lock. So exactly. It, it makes it good. So but maybe that's where we're the at. The path with how they've been offensively for the last half decade plus even I'm struggling to find answers because it's just the same shit over and over. All right, do this one then for me just to kind of end it. Brightest timeline, which Broncos are like still a part of it? Uh, even if we're talking about it, like who are the guys that you're like, we can't lose these guys. We need to get through the hump and keep these ones. It's absolutely Baron Browning um, who's kind of developing into a real superstar coming off the edge. It's absolutely Patrick Sertan. Pat Sertan to me is so dope. I would kill me to give him the way. He's so great. (laughs) Um, To me, it's Draymond Jones, and it'll be interesting to see how they handle his contract. But he's a guy who's just ascended every single year and really feels like that breakout is here. Um, I would have told you absolutely Javante Williams is part of that group. The injuries he suffered just a couple weeks ago are absolutely brutal. Might be a Jamal Murray type thing where we don't see him for like two seasons um, which is absolutely devastating I think Quinn Miners uh, division three prospect guard who kind of looks insane but has been dominant watch the right guard when you have a chance and you're watching Broncos football um, outside of that there, there are a few like definitives that I would tell you like oh absolutely and that's Bradley part, Chubb or Cortland Sutton or that's part of it is like you mentioned some like defensive guys usually it's a quarterback a yeah, running back right. or a wide receiver oh, yeah, you know yeah, like, key position yeah like none of those guys and right, those are just the glamour ones or something yeah, yeah or even not. a linebacker maybe like you could say like all right we're gonna build around this young and like i love pat sertan but it, that's like okay he can x out one part of the field but right it's not right. quite yeah. like who can catch passes the on, the, yes. on the offensive yeah, exactly. side too yeah, is I, I always remember Champ when Bailey used you know 
when when the old Raiders got Seabass, I always remember laughing about like that's the cornerstone. Is the, right, you got this right. kicker that's so going to keep you in. Man. You got to yeah. keep you in all of them. Um, <laughs> all right, it's hard to look. Trey, you did an okay job. <laughs> like you had a uh, I felt like I pointed out a lot of negatives. <laughs> you, know? you 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 so brought the two home. That. When yeah. you ranked it a two, you brought it home. Oh, right. You know what? Yeah, maybe it's, maybe <laughs> maybe the abs maybe the abs and nuggets will be enough to kind of carry us through. Uh, they better be time, man. <laughs> we need them. We need them more than ever. Rocky's not in season right now, so we didn't do them. But uh, it would have been equally as difficult. Well, actually, which one would have been a dip, more difficult sell for brightest timeline? Rockies or Broncos? Oh gosh! If the Broncos are two, the Rockies might be the one <laughs> to sell on a brightest timeline. Though you might have a more natural like rebuild if, path. They like, always have a ton of prospects. Yeah, to be yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I could yeah. sell you on it better. Exactly. Would, would it have been yeah. more realistic? I what don't about know. what about CU, CSU, or Broncos oh, football? What would have been break the, the scale? <laughs> what's the hardest sell for brightest timeline? I think timeline? I'd still take Broncos. It's definitely CSU over CU. So you're saying CU might be the hardest, brightest timeline to sell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a toughie. Their conference is falling apart. It just ain't working no matter what they try. Uh, college football, as we know it, has changed, and they might just not be able to acquire talent anymore. That's the darkest timeline by a mile. By a mile. So put another way, Broncos are like the fourth brightest timeline. It's really not that bad. Or a six. That's great. That's great. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us for an hour. This was a lot of fun. Um, TDSP will be back at the end of the week. We'll see you guys later.